0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
1: Welcome to the Backpack and Bush podcast. With me today is a guest host, John Kelly. He's a man who hates throwing herbs away because it's such a waste of time. How's it going, man? Wow. Um, I don't even know what to do with that intro,
2: man, (laughs) but I'll take it. I'll take it, because I definitely don't like to throw away spices, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, especially time. I don't want to throw away time. Yeah, correct. All right. Hey, thanks for pinch hitting for Derek today. We had like a last-minute cancellation. He had an emergency with his uh, special needs kids, and yeah, I just, yeah. You know, I reached out to one person, and it was you, and... Just appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. I love being on here. This is so much fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our pleasure. Anytime you're on it. Yeah. It's it's a blessing for us too. So, but you know what? The, the timeliness of this is is great because we are are in the midst of planning a trip together here in a couple months to Red River Gorge. Yeah. Yeah, man. You got. You're
2: coming like hours and hours and hours, and I'm driving an hour and a half <laughs> to meet you there. I know.
1: I know. Head, heading east. And, uh, yeah, for me, this trip is – so I went to Banff last summer. And, you know, there's all sorts of costs with, with that. But that was that's cheaper than this trip somehow. Cheaper. Wait,
2: what? It yeah. was cheaper to go to Canada?
1: Yeah. So this trip with – so, first of all, ticket costs are crazy. I don't know why. I looked at, like, every possible airport near Red River Gorge. But ticket costs are crazy. Car rental, you know, hotel the night before, just everything in, involved. It's more expensive is kind of what it boils down to. So you're saying I need to go to Banff. I hope that your tickets are cheaper from where you're flying out <laughs> of. I don't I don't know. But uh, yeah, this is a definitely an expensive trip and it's gonna be like like partially thanks to you, it's gonna be a circus. <laughs>
2: well, now that there are about 75 or 80 people going on right. this trip, um it, it should be <laughs> just finding campsites for everybody is gonna be fun.
1: Right. So John, like I don't know if it was unwittingly or intentionally like sabotage the trip by advertising it or <laughs> advertising that he was going on his podcast on the backpacking podcast. And so right when that comes out, I start getting these hits and we'll talk about this later, but I start getting hits on Patreon. Like, I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. At this point, folks, it's closed. We have no more spots available. So it's too late. It's all my fault. It's, it's your fault. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Was that is was that intentional? Were you like, I'm going to try
2: to try to add to the circus here? You know, it was completely unintentional. I would love to say it okay. was intentional because that would be way more um, ornery on my part, but right. I'm just going to be honest. I'm not that brilliant. I can't think like that. So, mm, as okay. much as I'd like to take the credit, the truth is
1: we were just talking about fun trips that are coming up, and that's one that came up. Gotcha. All right. So, well, I still kind of want to blame you so that way I have a reason to get back at you with some sort of podcasting sabotage, but...
2: Well, you know what's really funny about it is usually when jeremiah and i talk about doing trips with other youtubers or podcasters or whatever we don't tell anything we just say i'm going out i'm going on a trip with with some friends mm-hmm. i can't really say what it is right now but we're going on this really cool trip right for some reason i was just so excited that i was going with my <laughs>
1: podcasting hero that what? i had to like get the word out i'm getting to go with carl i appreciate that you're, you're putting a positive twist on it so thank you for that I don't have to I can tell people we're going all the time because nobody ever runs into us I, I think your your level of popularity is so much higher than ours that I think you got to be a little more careful than us I know better than that we've n- we have not had anybody like run into us out on the trail ever ever oh it's coming it's coming it's gonna happen at the Red River Gorge it's gonna happen we had somebody prank like we had somebody who was on our first patreon trip one guy was like hiking ahead of me and he was passing somebody who was going the opposite way he's like hey a, uh go tell the guy behind me that you listen to his podcast. He'll be excited about it. And this, this guy rolls up. He's like, oh, backpacking and blisters. I love your podcast. I was like, really? He's like, no, that guy told me to tell you that. So, <laughs> so he totally got me on that one. That's the closest. That's the closest that ever happened. That's awesome. Yeah. Who was the one that told him to do that? Just one of the, the guys that like, was part of our Patreon. Or just a guy. Okay. people that come on our Patreon trips, man, like, they're so much fun. They are the best people. So I think you're going to have a great time. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. I'm definitely looking forward yeah. to it. So, But that's not what this episode's about. We got pieces of gear that you and I both previously hated, weren't willing to use, whatever, and then we've since changed our mind. You got a list for that? Oh, yeah, I'm ready for that, okay. man. All right, well. I'm totally ready all for right, that. Well, I got a Bible verse, too, so let's do that first. We got Romans 12, 19. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Ooh, good one. Hate, hate being the uh, yeah the connector word there. So what what's the biggest evil you witness in life like on a you know maybe semi-regular basis that you just hate lying really Oh, no, i hate it man your, it hurts with more your people. kids or just with like friends and stuff
2: yeah well just friends when my kids do it like my mm. kids know they'll, they'll get punished for a lot of things but the worst punishment always comes with the lie so right honesty is everything and if people aren't honest it really i don't do well with that right you don't have friends that are lying to you, do you? No, no. But I mean, I just see it all the time people lying to each other, lying to themselves. Yeah. You know, do you count
1: like exaggeration as part of that? No, I call that fun. There's, but there's like fun exaggeration for sure. Like, oh, I, you know, this happened to me a million times. Like, obviously, like obvious things like that.
2: 85 people going on our trip. But some people,
1: yeah, correct. <laughs> right. But some people will use exaggeration to make a point, but they're, because they've exaggerated, their point sounds a lot. Has more weight behind it, right? Yeah, yeah. Does that bother you? Yeah,
2: I don't like okay. that very much. Gotcha.
1: Not if it's meant to be. If it's meant to be humorous,
2: then I'm I'm down. Mm. But yeah, like people trying to over overstate right.
1: something that's not All that's right. not the best. All right, lying. Okay, so don't lie to John. Speaking of it, do you see what my name is on here? Derek is my spirit animal. Yeah, giving Derek a shout out. Yeah. Does that how does that relate to lying? Oh, you, you figure that one out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because I've accused Derek of being a liar a lot. The- well, I don't know about lying, but maybe exaggerating <laughs> things from time to time. I've straight up accused Derek of lying on the podcast multiple times. <laughs> so
1: he's not offended by it, so it's okay. I was going with the exaggerating part, but you know. Gotcha. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. All right. So you want to start with this? Pieces of gear that we hated and we've changed our mind. What do you got? Okay. So my first one is, I'm going to say this one's a
2: sorta. Like, I don't completely hate it now. And that's tense. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, back in 2019, I got my first hammock, my first real hammock. I used nothing else but that hammock. Okay. Basically, outside of a trip here and there on occasion until last summer. Okay. So for four years, that's pretty much all I used was that hammock. Yeah. If it was possible. If it wasn't possible and I'm somewhere I couldn't use a hammock, I wouldn't. Right. But last year I used the Durston mm, X-Mid okay. Pro 2. Yeah. I like that tent a lot. You like it. I didn't think I would like a tent, but
1: I actually liked that tent okay. a lot. So you used to hate tents like in favor of hammocks and now you you're okay with them. Yeah. Well, I had a really
2: crappy tent. So that okay. might've been part of it too. I had one of those tents that has the front entry on the dome thing, and it's like I could tell
1: you I could tell you exactly what tent you had. Which one? Because I've heard you talk about it. It was, it was the uh, Big Agnes Seed House, right? Fly Creek, Fly Creek. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I heard your your commentary about that tent actually made me sell my tent. Really? Did you know that? No. Yeah. Because I had the the Seed House, and it has the same. You called it like a dog door, was it, like a dog, yeah, dog house entrance, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I hate that too. (laughs) And I was like, that is really annoying. They make a lot of tents to have the side entrances. Why would I do that? Yeah. That that was my whole thing. And now
2: that, and I won't own a tent if it doesn't have a side entrance at this point. Like I will never do the doghouse entry ever again. Not a fan.
1: You, I heard you say that exact thing in your podcast and it struck a chord. I was like, I'm selling that thing. And so I sold the (laughs) tent and now I've only gotten, I mean, now I've got the side entrance ones and it's, it's yeah. Night and day. Why do they even have those tents? They, they made those tents in the 90s. Sierra Designs made them. I think they were the ones that probably started that whole process. And so, but they, they never phased out. They still have them. It's kind of weird. Oh, yeah.
2: People still make them. I mean, there yeah. are a lot of uh, through hikers that use the uh, Fly Creek still.
1: Yeah. And love it. If it works then great. i just saying, like, personally, I'm with you. It's, it's uncomfortable to get in and out of, especially if you're, like, you know, I, I had a two-person one. If you're sharing, it's kind of annoying, but. Oh, man. It's even worse if you're sharing. Well, I, I still like tents, so, and I haven't done the hammock thing yet, but we are above tree line a lot, so I don't know if we if that's really like a viable option a lot of the time. Well, you'll see my hammock
2: when we go on this next trip. Because with there being 75 or 80 people, yeah, with there
1: being 75 or 80 people, there's not going to be a lot of room for tents. So
2: I'm going to be bringing my hammock.
1: Are we going to go like double decker where you have like a, like a bunk hammock style or you got like the upstairs and the downstairs? Heck no.
2: <laughs> I'm not taking the chance of someone falling
1: on me. That's all I'm saying. Oh, that's the issues falling? <laughs> I thought it'd be like, you know, somebody has an accident in the night and they go to the bathroom or something. You don't want that. I
2: mean, if they've got their underquilt on, it'll catch most
1: of it. So it won't be too bad. Fair enough. And I got a tarp above me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So my first one. Let's see. I'll will go for the reaction here. This this is like years ago. I want to say like 2015. Somebody brought one of the first renditions of the Jetboil Flash on our trip, and we had a stove for the trip. And you know we're like a big you know we're a group that likes to share gear. And so I was like, why do we have an extra stove? And, and why do we have that monstrosity? That thing looks heavy. And then I, and I was like. I wouldn't use that like our, our stove is way lighter and then I don't know why but I ended up getting one and the so yeah and then I kind of became a fan of the jet boil granted for specific circumstances when you're sharing it with a large group it boils fast and when you if you average out the weight of the, the monstrosity that I called it um, with the fuel efficiency it's the best option if you have one stove for a large group. let's say like six or more people I get that if you're going, you know, self-contained, whatever, it's not the best option. It's not a good idea, and I get that it's very expensive. So I don't know that I would necessarily rebuy it. But the concept of like a high efficiency, slightly heavier stove, I just, I'm, I'm in on that. I know that there's like some knockoff versions that you can save a lot of money, but that's where I'm at. Yeah. Well, honestly, why am I wrong?
2: They've had a resurgence in the last probably year and a half, two years. I mean, you're seeing guys like Dan Becker taking them out with them on on trail, and you're seeing a lot of like people who were quote unquote ultralight who are now right. like moving away from that because they're realizing right. a lot of really cool gear is not ultra light. And a lot of them are taking those those with them. So, I mean, that's a, I can I can get behind that. I support you. Really? I support you on that one.
1: I thought you were like anti-jip oil.
2: Well, we're gonna get into something close to that with one of my things in a second. <laughs> so I don't wanna come off as a hypocrite.
1: Okay. Well, okay, along those lines though, like there's there's companies like Fire Maple that are making, you know, the same kind of stoves for half the price. Right. Are you, but I don't know. Like, Fire Maple looks, because they're coming up with so many different types of of items at this point, they look, that and their website's very nice, it looks like a, like a genuinely good company. I just don't know if it's just simply just a knockoff version of, of the Jetboil. I mean, they're all going to be knockoffs of the Jetboil. The Jetboil was the original. I mean, think of
2: how many tents look like Z-Packs duplex tents. No, for sure.
1: But I guess what I mean by knockoff is it's like it's a, it's a cheap version that's going to break on you, basically. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, everybody
2: I've talked to who does Fire Maple stuff likes it. Okay. So now Fire Maple wants to send me one. If you guys are listening right now, Fire Maple, and you want to send me one of those stoves, I'll be more than willing to test (laughs) one for you. So,
1: All right. So Jetboil. And the other thing with the Jetboil too is I'll use it a lot for car camping where you have your regular, you know, two burner stove set up and then we'll have that off to the side just for making hot drinks. And, And that's where I bring like my partials, my partial canisters is for that kind of thing. So there you go. All right. Yeah. No, I think it makes all sense in the world. I okay. Well, I actually support that
2: one. I know. I think you were thinking I was going to come firing at you, but I'm really not this time. I was
1: trying to come out guns blazing, and
2: it didn't work. Well, it didn't work. <laughs> my next one, my next one's very similar to yours. Okay, and that's canister stoves. Okay, you used to hate them as a whole. I I was only alcohol stoves for a very oh, long time. For a okay. couple of years, that's all I used was right. was alcohol stoves, and um, then I got my hands on a stove. And of course, I'm not gonna remember the name of it because I'm in the middle of a podcast and I need to know the name of it. But I found a stove that wasn't super loud because the thing I, I hate about right. canister stoves is that rocket fuel sounding thing. And then when you get like six or eight of them going on around a campfire at the same time, <laughs> oh, I hate that sound. And so I started going with alcohol stoves because they they're quiet. quiet and they yeah. don't make any noise. And uh, then I started finding out they're illegal in half the country. So I'm like, well, what am I gonna do? And I found a stove and it does a great job. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. The alcohol stoves are illegal? Especially in Ca- in California. Most places in California you can't use them because it's o- considered like open fire? Yeah, it's it's cuz it's an open canister of fuel. So if someone was to kick it
1: over, the whole thing would go over on the ground. You think and... a ranger's going to roll up on you and be like, "That is illegal. Here's a ticket."
2: Well, I mean, it's just as illegal as not using a wag bag. They still have to catch you, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, so he's going to be spying on you doing that. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. So 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 because you're trying to follow the rules, which we struggle with personally. Yeah, I do And too. then you, so, so now you're in on the canister stoves.
2: Well, I found one that's quieter. Okay. And since I was able to find one that's not stupid loud, then I'm okay with it. And so, and okay. I'm finding that a lot of the stoves, the ones that have the bigger faces on them, uh, mm-hmm. so the little tiny burners, those tend right. to just not be quite as
1: loud because they don't have to put out as much to make the same flame. You know, which, which stove is really quiet is the MSR reactor stove. Really? Are you familiar with that one? Yeah. You are? Yeah. I've never used it, okay. but I know what it is. It's a $300 stove. <laughs> That's it's like similar idea concept to the jet oil. It's just really quiet. I don't know why it's $300. But uh, I'm actually going to be, I think I'm talking to an MSR rep tomorrow and I'm going to ask that question. So you should see if you I get a couple of those. Get a couple. One yeah. for you and one for me. <laughs> I don't want, and we'll, we'll like, make sure like we video this, pounds. We'll video this stuff on our trip. We'll video the stuff on our trip. Okay. And then I'll make a video with both of us in it talking about our, our ideas of this stove. I'm going to, it's called like the Denver Media Show, and so there's all these big name brands that have their marketing people out there. If you're allowing me to drop your name or your podcast so I can get more free gear, I'm happy to do
0: so. Do it, do it, man.
1: <laughs> I don't anticipate getting any personally, but we'll see, you never know. Times are hard, man, times are hard. Yeah, Things sure. are expensive. For sure. So I just, yeah, I'm just there to ask questions, I'm just there to interview, find out what's coming out that's new, but all that's right, awesome. canister stoves. Okay, you're going with some pretty like staples of the backpacking industry. It's kind of inter- interesting. That I hated. Yeah, I've got, let's see here. Here, I'll go with the staple just to kind of match you. Is, okay. So back in the day, in my early backpacking days, we're talking like late 90s, early 2000s, I went back, like I was doing the Muir Trail, and I was with a, a guy who used a down sleeping bag. And because of the condensation inside his tent, his thing just got semi soaked every night so he had to like air it out dry it out every single day it just looked like a stinking hassle and so because of that in my mind I'm thinking never ever get down like that is just you're you're asking for trouble basically and obviously like with you know the, the down technology has come so far since then and I just but in my mind for years I just wasn't willing to go with down because I just did not want the hassle and finally I got a down bag I think it was a year ago and I love it oh my gosh the weight savings? Yeah, weight savings, but it's like super warm. It's an Outdoor Vitals. I don't know what model it is, but it's an Outdoor Vitals one. And so I went from synthetic to down. What is it? The dry loft? Is that what they call it? That keeps it kind of like a little yeah, bit more waterproof? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's yeah, like a little they more treat waterproof. It. Yeah, they treat it. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's not going to have that issue. And, and then tents are better ventilated and they're better designed now. So you're not going to get as much condensation as that guy was getting. I think he had like a single wall tent. So I was I guess I was scarred from that experience, but I've overcome it. So I no longer hate the down and now I'm a user. Well, I'm glad
2: that you're a user now, man. That's good. That's good. Thank you. Yeah,
1: and and honestly, uh
2: I you know what I don't like using down for? What's that? Jackets. I I tend to prefer the synthetic jackets. Because because uh they're out most of the day. And especially if it's cold outside and if that thing gets wet. You're kind of screwed right. at that point, you right. know what i mean so i I think I love down for my my sleeping stuff, especially mm-hmm. being in a hammock. down is necessary your 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 quilts are gonna be so heavy right. it's not worth taking, so I'm a huge fan of down uh for that, but man, with jackets,
1: I kind of go with the uh the fake stuff. Interesting. My my favorite trips are the are the trips where I don't have to bring that stinking jacket. <laughs> so we haven't had one in a while. We've I've been on so many cold weather trips that I just have yeah I've had to have a jacket with me. But anyway,
2: well, I was gonna say living in Colorado though just, with the elevation, mm-hmm. I mean it could be the middle of August and you're gonna have to wear a jacket up on some of those elevations, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I can. Yeah, if you're going high elevation for sure, I can get. I can get away with just like a, the rain jacket, other than that. But I'm just from, we've just been to some awesome places, and then some of the awesome places have had just terrible, terrible weather. So just, you know, unseasonably cold or, or whatever. Just, I don't know. We went to Canyonlands last year where it was like average highs in the 60s, average lows in the 40s for the month, and then ended up being like 40s and 20s. Like stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So that was, so that was mine. Uh, what's your next one? You're going to love this one. This
2: is the one yeah. I think that could trigger you. So that's why I was kind of holding off right. to save it for the end here. Yeah. Nalgene bottles. You used to hate them, and now you like them. Yeah, but only in the wintertime. For time. backpacking specifically. But only in the wintertime.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, in the wintertime, of course,
2: they're fine. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't know how much winter backpacking you do. I know we talked earlier, and you don't really do a whole lot of cold weather. Backpacking. I want to.
1: I just don't have anybody to go with, and and I'm just yeah. afraid to
2: go by myself. Yeah. Well, if you, if people don't know this that are listening right now, you'd fill that thing with hot water before you go to bed and just set it in the foot box of your sleeping bag or your right. quilt when you get in that thing at night that's nice and warm and man there's nothing like having warm feet for sure when it's cold out okay. and it does a great job and honestly when you really weigh it out carrying one nalgene bottle really doesn't affect your base weight all that much uh yeah i mean
1: six you're five, five and a half ounces carrying one carrying one Yeah. yeah Okay, if you don't if you don't count over a quarter pound as much, I guess you're right. That's under a third of a pound, so <laughs> it's under okay. a third. It's not even a half a pound. Winter, I would totally I would bring multiple Nalgene bottles because they also, you know, because of the the resin they use, it's they freeze less quickly, and so right, right. Of course, yeah, in that circumstance, but people are just proud of their stickers. They want to sport them <laughs> in the summertime. They want it. They want it dangle them off the back of their pack with a carabiner it's they got to get the backpacking the look so to speak right so that that's what i'm against right there i'm against the useless weight so this is why i had to make sure i brought up the analogy thank you thank you for that because i know that you love your bling you love backpacking bling. <laughs> Here's what I want to do. I want to go, go on a trip where all <laughs> the things that I hate, I'm just going to take everything and see if it really changes. I'm bringing the footprint. I'm bringing the buff. I'm bringing the analogy and the carabiners. Is that going to improve my experience? I'll try that the one.
2: The clip. Are you going to bring the aqua clip? Do they
1: even make that anymore? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I've <laughs> never idea. used one. Yeah. I've already tried that. Um, all right. My next one, this one is, I don't, I don't know how new this is. definitely a few years old. Is uh, the sun hoodie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I saw somebody bring one, and I was like, you're wearing a... It's like hot out right now. You're putting a hoodie on? I, I just didn't get it. I, I was like, I don't want long sleeves. I want to be cool when it's hot out. I don't want to wear a long sleeve hoodie shirt when it's hot out. And so the thought of even buying one, especially because a lot of them are expensive, just never crossed my mind. We had a listener, he, he like... He likes to pre- periodically send me like all of his reject gear, just stuff that he's not using yeah. anymore. And he sent me a sun hoodie that happened to fit me. And so I tried it a couple times and now that's coming like all the time. I just love this thing. And now I get it. It's so, li- it's like, it's physically lightweight. It's very breathable. It doesn't make me hotter. And then I wore it, um, on a high mountain pass last August in Yosemite where the sun was beating down on me and I got that, like the reflective off the snow and the ice and stuff. And I just felt like I was protected from those rays and I didn't get sunburned at all. And so I'm all in on the sun. I'm
2: with you 1000% on that one. Um, Devin Ashby was actually the first person that I saw using one. And he had a video where he, he was putting one on it was some outdoor research hoodie. And I was like, what? And so I went and bought one and man, I've, I've got one from them. I've got, Two from Outdoor Vitals. I've got one from Patagonia, and I yeah. think I might have one from Appalachian Gear or something like that. But okay, so you are. Dude, already... <laughs> I love these things, and I'm gonna get one one from every brand. Well, you know, <laughs> you gotta you gotta accessorize. And so, uh yeah. but I like trying them all out just to see which one I like the best. And I, I I'll be honest, right. the Outdoor Vitals one might be my mm-hmm. favorite. The only thing that's hurting okay. it is no thumb holes. Oh
1: yeah, the thumb holes are great. Yeah.
2: If Alzheimer's Vitals yeah. is listening, which they might because they like you. Um okay. but uh <laughs> if if they're listening right now, where are the thumb holes, man? Yeah. Put those right. thumb holes in there because like I don't know about you, but if I'm hiking like on a ridge where there's no tree cover, my hands get sunburned.
1: Yeah, I just like it just I just like the feel of it too. Yeah. But yeah, so I, mine's an outdoor research one. It's like a blue one. I will say one downside to it: it's the material. Is it like drapes over your body differently than a regular T-shirt? Oh, yeah. So if I'm the least bit like overweight or pudgy in the stomach area, it's showing. Like it's gonna, it's re, it's the reveal right there. Well, so, you're in luck. When you're yeah. hiking with me, you will look skinny. Okay, well, guaranteed. We'll see. Guaranteed. We'll see. You've lost a lot of weight, man. So I don't know about. It doesn't that. mean I'm not so fat. I'm just not as fat. Yeah. You're just more muscular. <laughs>
2: we'll say that. We'll go with that.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Do you have any more? You got any other ones? You no,
2: know, I have one more. I have one okay. more. Hiking boots. Okay. Wait a s- What? No. Please don't yeah. tell me you're wearing hiking, hiking boots. Hiking boots. Not on every trip. Okay. Not on every trip. But I, I remember a few years ago, I was so committed to trail runners that mm-hmm. I bought waterproof socks and wore them with trail runners in the wintertime. Right and would hike through snow and everything like that thinking that was great right and then this last year uh REI had a sale on some of their hiking boots that they had okay and so I bought a pair and I went for a hike out in snow and it was awesome my feet stayed warmer okay um I didn't feel the wetness on my feet you know you, you know how even with the waterproof socks you still feel wetness like yeah I don't I have it easy to be honest but yeah I it's try, just I, a weird old sensation I guess yeah but having the boots I didn't have that and okay. I was like "Ooh, this is okay and then I was on a I was on a hike where it was really super rocky mm-hmm. and man those boots were awesome because in the in the trail runners that you feel more of the rocks and stuff in the bottom of your feet right and if you do that for several miles it can start to get annoying and with the boots I didn't feel any of it right so I'm not anti-boot
1: anymore okay and, and for the folks out there that are like committed to trail runners or even like road running shoes out on the trail, if you want to know what it feels like to wear the boots out on the trail, just strap some heavy ankle weights to your ankles <laughs> and it's the same thing. <laughs> I knew it was coming. That's why I saved it for last. I knew it was coming. You're, you're, you're like, you come up with this like, I don't know, thesis to prevent me from arguing against you. Of course, yeah, boots are great in those circumstances. In the winter, in the snow, I totally get it. I think that... I mean you're But even in like even rocky even on rocky terrain though
2: i like i use uh i've got hoka uh speed goats okay that i wear and i love them they're fantastic yeah but if i'm gonna hike on like super rocky areas right um
1: i'm really gonna consider taking the boots okay i'm I'm just trying to process through that because i've been i've used those on like uncomfortably rocky areas just basically going off trail stuff and the, those, that particular shoe, the Hocus Bee goats, I've, my feet have never felt better backpacking
0: ever. Yeah. So yeah,
1: I, it's hard for me to like, think, well, this is going be a little rockier. I could see if it's going to be wetter or if it's going to be snowier swapping them out. But well, yeah. even the ankle support a little bit too, because yeah. where do you turn your feet the mo- or turn your ankles the most, right? The Rocky kind of weird crevices and things like that, so. And I've had ankle problems over the years, but just by, by using the trail runners and hiking with them, like, that's tr- strengthened my ankles, so I don't have that as often. But, um, oh, speaking of shoes, though, I got a confession, man. This is, like, kind of embarrassing. You like ultras now? It has to do with ultras, yeah. So we talked about this. Like, you you mentioned, or you brought up that you agreed with me about them, the trend for ultras like, dying, right? And yeah. so I was at REI a couple days ago with my wife, she's, she's coming on this river gorge trip and she wants new shoes. And so, so I'm steering her away from them, the, the altars. I'm like you can, I'm like, whatever you want, like basically like spend a thousand dollars on shoes. Don't buy those. Like basically is what I said. <laughs> I didn't really say that, but you get the idea. So now and so, it's
2: the vendetta. It's not just, you don't like them. It's you're going to do everything in your power to make sure nobody yeah, buys those shoes. Right. Else.
1: And so, and then, and the salesperson, by the way, the guy that's like getting the shoes first out of the back, he's wearing them. He's wearing that brand. Of course. And so so we're trying all the different brands on and she she likes the the, the wider foot box so I'm steering her away from like, you know, Solomon's or, or, you know, Las Sportivas that yeah. tend to have the narrower yeah. foot boxes, whatever. And but she's like, I just like how these look. Can I at least try them on? And then she, she's like, these are amazing. I love these. It's like, I just, I was just talking about this on the podcast. You can't buy these and then you're going on a trip with me every going to see. And uh, so she kept on trying on different ones. I tried seeing her towards like Topos because they have the wide foot boxes and they of course didn't have her size and. Anyway, so she ended up buying them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So So it's a family divided. Yeah. So when you talk about like being an influencer, I don't think that applies to this podcast, or I can't even influence my own family. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. But I will tell you, man, I'll say it again. I I probably
2: will never own another pair of ultras again in my life. What if your wife wants to buy them? Would you be okay with that? I mean, Dude, if I could just get her to go hiking with me, I'd pay the okay. price just to get her to go on fair a trail enough. with me. My wife doesn't like to hike, so. Okay, all right, fair enough.
1: All right, next on my list is the the bear canister. Just kidding. I hate the bear canister, and I will always hit the bear canister. I never want to bring one. You if I have to break the rules. Okay, uh, next one I got. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the confused look on my face
2: when you said bear canister? I was <laughs> just kidding. You racking. said
1: that, and the first thing I was like. He's what? joking, right? That can't be real. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Okay, Coke products. I don't. I used to not want to bring Coke products on the trail. How are you about Coke products on the trail? You bring soda on trail. Um, what What do you think? I- I'm asking you the question. Do you bring Do you bring Coke products with you? Not that I know of. Okay, is that fair? You do. I you do, do friend. I bet you do. What yeah. do I bring that's a Coke? Product? When you think of Coca-Cola, you think of like this, you know, this company that makes just, you know, chemical soda, basically. And I just found out that they, that they're the parent company for smart water, smart really? water bottles. Wow. Yeah. So you say I don't bring Coke products on the trail, but really, you kind of do. Unless I don't bring smart
2: water bottles. You don't bring those? I mean, I bring, uh, what's the life water? I bring a lot of the life water bottles and gatorade you know, th- bottles okay but i do smart water ones too but i think lately i've been bringing the life water ones all right so maybe you don't bring them
1: yeah i i'll bring whatever like whatever the lightweight yeah. thing is it's on sale or whatever so anyway just i just thought it was interesting i'm like oh, i didn't realize I was, I was supporting coke products with that do you know what bottles i'm I, i've started bringing now
2: Nalgene. do you know you know the bottles that runners wear on their vests yeah yeah yeah
1: i've started bringing okay. those the, this they're called the soft flasks right
2: yeah yeah i've started bringing i've started bringing those um last year I was on Strava and I was doing seventy five hard mm-hmm. and when i was doing seventy five hard I had to drink a gallon of water a day and i had to do two workouts a day but what is seventy five hard for people they don't know uh you have to take seventy five days mm-hmm. and you have to do it's like i think six tasks you have to drink a gallon of water you have to work out twice a day right. one of those times has to be outside you've got to stick to a diet mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to read ten pages of nonfiction. Okay. Uh, what else is there? No alcohol, and you have to take a picture of yourself every single okay. day—a progress picture. Gotcha. So you have got to do that every day. If you miss any one of those things, you're out. Right. And you have to start over. Okay. So I was doing that, and I was using Strava, and Strava had this program where if you did so what uh, so many miles, you got free bottles. Oh, okay. And it had your name on it made you look it those called are expensive you a man athlete. the
1: soft last those are expensive bottles too. yeah
2: it, it, it said you're a sponsored athlete wow so you know we go hiking you're going to be with sponsored athletes yeah. just letting okay. you know that i'm excited to... but i've been taking those bottles because you don't have to unscrew a lid you don't have to flip top anything you just stick the thing in your mouth pull out the right nozzle drink, squeeze some in your mouth put it back yeah. in your pocket and you're done
1: well if you want predictions man the The running community and some of their design stuff, I mean, it's already crossed over into the backpacking world with just, like, chest harnesses and the pockets that are on the straps and stuff. So I think that, yeah, you're going to see more of those. So I think you're at the front end of that curve. What else I think you're going to see, and maybe they're already there. You can tell me if I'm wrong. This, surprisingly, so you're out on a backpacking trip, and you're in a situation. Maybe you want to, like, be snacking on the trail. Maybe you're you're doing something with your hands, and you want to put your trekking poles away. So a lot of those running packs will have these little, like, cinch straps just right on your, the shoulder strap where you can just kind of, like, fold them up, slide them up there, and then just, like, cinch them down so they're not, you know, wiggling around. And you can do that without having to take your pack off. I think you're going to see more of that on packs. Are they – is that already there? Well, Osprey's been doing that for years. Osprey's been doing it for years. Okay. I used Osprey
2: um, because when I was doing Kilimanjaro, I had that. I could just take them. There was like a loop right down here in right. my hip belt. I would stick the ends of them in there and then wrap this quarter on it and tighten it up it's
1: and –
0: yeah walk like that I, yeah okay so. so i
2: must
1: have missed that but i know a lot of the packs i've been looking at they don't have those so maybe some of the cottage brand stuff but that's just i just see a lot of that happening oh yeah the cottage. and honestly I, I like i was using an ultimate directions pack a lot last summer that had that and it, theirs wasn't great but it was better than nothing so i imagine they're gonna get better and better at finding it's kind of a stowaway situation
2: yeah and those ultimate direction packs are nice though do you like that brand i do i mm-hmm. i don't own any of their stuff but i've seen a lot of it and i have i've gotten to borrow it okay
1: I think it's really cool stuff. Okay, yeah. I I would never recommend that brand, personally. I keep on getting... Like, I look at reviews, I look at the colors and the design, and they just look the coolest. And I keep on getting duped by them, but I've never been satisfied with with one that I bought, so... Oh, wow. We had the CEO on our show, man, and he's a good dude, and he's a runner. He's, like, way more legit than I will ever be, and so he knows what he's doing, but even... Like, the one that I had last summer had a pocket that was, like, kind of, it goes under your arm. Like, not in your armpit, but just, like, down by your side. And it's meant to kind of store your phone there, but it was, like, too small for your phone. And it was, and it was, it wasn't zippered shut, so things could literally just fall out of it. Ultimate Racers use those a lot. Yeah, so there's probably smaller ones. Like, I was using a heavier-duty one. There's probably smaller ones that are just more uh, streamlined or better designed. I'd probably just use the wrong one. But anyway, other ones I had, kind of honorable mention, is, like, the Squeeze Filters once I dialed in the right bag with some of those squeeze, squeeze filters, like the Sawyer Squeeze, I like that better. And then my wife, my wife, she, she wanted to weigh on this. She uses, she used to think bandanas were dirty and gross, like in general, because they're always being used for dirty and gross things. But now she likes it. as like a multifunctional thing. She brings a bandana. So there you go. All right. Oh, yeah. We got like eight or nine in there. So what do we miss? What's, what's something that you used to hate that you now like that we should uh, discuss in the future? So, so please leave a comment for that. I can tell you something. I can tell you something I used to hate that I still hate.
2: Okay. (laughs) What's that? Any meal by Mountain House. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, man. I've tried for years. I can't do it. Like, if you're going to take Mountain House on on a trip with you, take a salt shaker and a pepper shaker. Right. And other seasonings and pray that your nose doesn't work. It's right. like the oh, worst, man. man. I, I'm never going to get a sponsorship
1: from them because I've said horrible inflammatory things about them for years now. Yeah, and they're nice people over there. I do like – I, I like their lasagna in my early years. I think I overate that um, because that was like the one meal that I liked from them. But we had – I went on a church backpacking trip where they they wanted to like buy your food for you because I think most of the guys going weren't experienced backpackers. And so part of your admission fee was the, was the food and they bought Mountain House and I felt obligated to, to eat through some of that because I didn't want to be like the lone guy who had the better stuff. And I got like, it was like shrimp fried rice or something and it was oh, just man. the worst. It was uh, like the worst. Yeah. Anyway, I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've got hated products trivia for you coming
3: Ooh. up right after this. It's time to up your trail game, folks. If you suffer from extreme soreness, exhaustion, or like Carl, impossibly weak shoulders, and reach out to Rowan, our good friend from Summit Strength. He'll help you get fit, strong, and resilient so that you can conquer your next great adventure Don't rely on the random and unverified nonsense you find online. Rowan uses rock-solid evidence and years of experience to get you trail ready for all circumstances. Uneven terrain, another long climb after a series of long climbs, your discouraging partner telling you that you can't make it. The link to your success is always in our episode description, but you can always check out all the information you need at summonstrength.com au/online. Once again that's summitstrength.com.au/online. It's time to be strong and pain-free for your next adventure.
1: All right, John, last time you were on, you you passed trivia and I had to do 20 push-ups and I made it by the way. I did them. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh if you pass trivia again, what what's the punishment here? You have to hike a mile or walk a mile with your shoes on the wrong feet. <sighs> okay that like truly is a serious punishment for me because i have terrible feet and i constantly have foot problems and i'm constantly managing them if you give me plantar fasciitis with this single punishment i will always like like i'm gonna have to get like legit revenge like actual revenge
2: now i'm nervous about backpacking with you i better get I these questions wrong This what you're saying <laughs>
1: that's right that's right I was just gonna say since we're going on a backpacking trip I just want you to carry something small for me the entire trip like something you know like a like a chapstick or an algae bottle a Nalgene. okay how about an algae bottle <laughs> with stickers all over it how about yeah how about an algae bottle filled with rocks something like that oh <laughs> no, I'm just that's kidding. brutal I'm just kidding. I'll give you I'll give you my favorite Nalgene bottle that I, like I legitimately use Nalgene bottles. I fill them with water, and I use them when I'm going on training hikes. It's just, just like stuff in my backpack, just to have extra weight. So I'll give you one of those. Okay, okay, I'm in. All right. So here we go. Three questions. Two of them are multiple choice. One of them is just you just got to answer, man. I'm like I feel like it's easy, but what do I know? Here we go. Okay. Hated products. This is not just related to backpacking. This is just, these are just products that have been hated. They came out. They didn't last long. They went away. Okay. Right. Number one, what 90s soda was almost the exact same as the original flavor? It was just clear.
2: Oh, I know this one. So is this a multiple choice
1: or I just have to tell no, you? No, this is the non multiple choice one. That's oh, Pepsi. Okay. Do you know the name of, of the actual? Was it Pepsi Clear? I'll give it to you. It's Crystal Pepsi. Crystal. Crystal Pepsi. Okay.
2: Crystal Pepsi. But I remember that stuff because we used to put it in squirt guns Uh and people would think it's water and we'd squirt it with them (laughs) or squirt them with it. And like 10 minutes later, all their stuff is sticking to them and it's It's really gross feeling. (laughs) And it destroyed destroyed our our squirt guns too because it like gummed up the insides of them. Yeah.
1: But it was really fun to do. Okay. Well, I would like to change my request for a punishment for this trivia. <laughs> I would like to I would like to squirt you with Crystal Pepsi. I bet I could find it somewhere in the middle of the backpacking trip, just randomly. I'll just be like, hey, John, and just get you.
2: <laughs> you know, you know, maybe I'll make that mine too so okay. one of us is going to have this happen to him. That's awesome. <laughs>
1: All right. Uh, you only got to get one more right to pass, so it's not looking good for you anyway. But number two, Multiple choice. Wow chips made by Frito-Lay were low-fat and tasty, but they did not last long because they, A, were too expensive, B, contained illegal chemicals, C, had false nutrition facts, or D, caused explosive diarrhea.
2: Oh my gosh, I don't even know what those are. Wow chips... This is like- Wow, chips.
1: Is that a California, Colorado thing? No. 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 not if, if you looked them up and you saw the font, you'd be wow, like, oh, chips. I remember those. They were like early 2000s. Um, man, that's a hard one because every one of those is possible. I know. That's intentional.
2: Every single one of those. You did a good job coming up with this one. Thank you. Thank you. I'll give you props. <laughs> I'm going to go with
1: uh, they gave false nutritional information. Okay. Uh, incorrect, but that's a good guess. They actually caused explosive diarrhea. Really? Yeah. They had this uh, chemical called Olestra in them, which made them like really tasty, but you ate through, you know, like a, a serving size or two, like a couple of handfuls of chips and you're going to the bathroom. Like it's going to happen. It's, it's, oh, it's like man. an extreme laxative. Like it's just, it's horrible. And so I remember being at like a party one time and pounding some of those. And suddenly I was not at the party anymore. <laughs> 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 that was embarrassing. Okay. So-
2: when I was doing keto, we talked. We were talking about doing keto earlier, you yeah. and I were. And when I was doing keto, I discovered sugar-free gummy bears. Wait, sugar-free like um, like, like Stevia? I don't know. I can't What's... remember what it was that's in them. Okay. But I remember getting them and downing an entire bag of them. Okay. And then doing a podcast that night, a live stream. Uh-oh. And saying that I just ate those. And a guy named okay. Doc Watson says, you realize that those things are a diuretic? <laughs> I actually know who Doc Watson is. It's funny. The next day, John doesn't eat sugar-free gummy bears
1: anymore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't touch those. I stay away. Doc Watson's part of the B&B Bible study. Yeah, Doc Watson's a good man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, um, yeah he'll he'll hear this, and, and he's, he's, he's always good about commenting and stuff, but that's hilarious. Yeah. He's a super smart guy, too. And that's, It's not surprising he left that comment. He's got a fantastic beard. Yeah, <laughs> he does. When you're um, and when you're in your twenties, and you're at a party though, and suddenly you're not at the party, you're in the bathroom, and people are knocking on the door asking if you're okay. That's a little on the embarrassing side. Just saying.
2: And you're trying not to sound like a like an idiot.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Wow Chips, for that. So, okay, that that there's my personal story. Okay, this next one's pretty recent, recent-ish. Uh, this is the original Samsung folding phone, folding smartphone. Okay. Right? Okay, so so they've come out with, like, updated versions and stuff. So, so these ones are fine, but the original one did not last because, A, their batteries caused fires, B, over half of them broke almost immediately, C, they had glitchy screens, or D, people simply just prefer Apple. So you threw that Apple thing at the end for me.
2: I know that's what happened there. So I'm, I'm like... Do you prefer Apple? Oh, I'm a big Apple fan. I'm going to go with the faulty screens. I'm probably wrong, but I'm going to say it. Faulty screens. Uh,
1: Yeah, you're wrong. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Dang it. Half of them just broke, like as if they hadn't been quality tested. They just broke. So they sent them out to a bunch of, you know, influencers to review them. And they, like, they couldn't even review them because they just broke on the people. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was like a disaster. But the last one was probably more right than anything. <laughs> <laughs> that they didn't sell. Well, they're still selling them. So that, like, legit, like, logically, that couldn't be right. But people do genuinely prefer Apple, right? Well, I mean, it always works.
2: So that's yeah. the best part about it.
1: So, yeah. yeah. for the most
2: part. So, yeah. okay.
1: All right, man. man so I lost.
2: I'm, I'm getting an algae bottle on this trip. Yeah, huh?
1: I got it. I'll, I'll make a note. It's This isn't one of those things where we just kind of talk about it and then it goes away. Like, I actually make notes and I'm going to bring one for you. Okay, I'm ready. You can use it, though. You can fill it with oh, water and hot water at night if you want to. I'm going to. I'm using it every single day. Okay. You can't use it as a pee bottle, though. Oh. Just saying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh. Okay, I won't okay. do that then. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Speaking of the trip. So I got some tidbits here. Okay. All right. So we got three new Patreon supporters. Three new for this episode. This has never happened before. Okay. Why do we have three new ones? Because of you, John. Oh, really? Because of you. Yeah. Yeah. All three want to go on the backpacking trip. That's why they're that's why they joined Patreon. They heard. Okay, I don't know about the third guy, but they heard your podcast, heard that you're going, and then they signed up immediately, just like that. So hey, I'll take I appreciate we appreciate all the support, but but I, I thought this was fitting to have you on and and share. So we've got two from Ohio, one from Kentucky. We've got Gary from Ohio. I know Gary. He's a hammock camper who hits up uh Red River Gorge as many times a year as he can, and he hits up other places like pictured rocks. He sounds like he's very experienced and he will probably know the way without even having to look at a map. So that's Gary.
2: Yep. He's a good guy too. I actually met Gary at the Red River Gorge once.
1: You met A Gary or this
2: exact Gary? That that Gary. How do you know? How do I know? Yeah. Cuz he told me he signed up for Patreon to be on this backpacking trip. Oh, he reached out to you. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. He's
1: he's a good guy too. Him and his wife both, they're really nice people. Oh, perfect. Okay. Yeah. So, and and like I said, people t- tend to go on our trips, they are awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh so he's So he's from Ohio. Then we got Jared from Ohio, and he started, um, he actually started, like, getting into the backpacking content realm with you and with Jeremiah. Like, he found you guys on YouTube and then eventually your podcast, and so that's kind of, like, his entry point, but he's done some pretty epic trips with, like, Rocky Mountain National Park. He's been to Desolation Wilderness, which is on uh, our July trip agenda, so I was actually already asking him, you know, some kind of intel on that area, so, but he's, he's from that area as well, and so, Okay, so that's two guys that are, like, from the area already. Do you think it's weird that I'm planning a trip to Red River Gorge? I've never been there before, but pretty much everybody else has and is, like, way more experienced. Isn't that kind of strange? I mean, it's got to be, like, kind of comforting for you, if anything. Yeah, to be like, I'm in charge. Here's where we're going. And everybody else is like, yeah, we already know this place. Well, the nice thing is you don't have to worry about people getting
2: lost. You don't have to worry about, are they going to be afraid of doing this part because they've already done it before? So you got, That's true. So in some ways, this is probably going to be very relaxing for you. Mm, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'll have a great time either way. Yeah. But I will. Can I make a request, though? Can I make a request? Yeah. yeah. For the people that signed up for Patreon to do this trip, at least stay on Patreon for the next six
1: months. <laughs> I, that's, I feel, I'd be surprised if that happens. Oh. Maybe they'll find well, I don't know. We got a lot of stuff on there, so maybe they'll find it valuable.
2: Don't sign up and then do the trip and then then, like cut out. Like
1: support these
2: guys. Like yeah poor Carl can barely afford a meal at his house. He needs this money so bad. (laughs) With with the expensive nature of this trip. I mean, Derek's just Derek's whole life is falling apart and he just needs the money
1: so bad right now. So guys, (laughs) stick with it on Patreon. You're so funny, man. We had we did have one guy do that one time. He signed up, went on the trip. He had a great time. I went to the ends of the earth to uh, to support him and to you know like everything from giving rides and this and that. I I went, I did more than I had to, and then he 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 dropped out pretty fast after that. And so it, it's not it's happened before. It's all I'll say. So
2: let's not have it happen this time.
1: Okay. Well, that's nice of you. All right. So and last guy, last guy, literally just last night joined up. I I recently mes- mes- mentioned him on a podcast. He's from Kentucky. His name is Zach. Spells named name Zach with two Ks at the end, and he's kind of like our personal encouragement for our podcast. Like, every time we put out an episode, he has, like, the nicest things to say. He He's just, like, a good, good dude. I'm excited to go backpacking with him. Um, I feel like I know of, of these, of these three, I'm getting to the other two through emails, but he's actually just commented so much that he's just a good dude, and I'm excited for, for him to go. Uh, he hasn't gotten back to me as of this recording as far as his backpacking story, so I'll kind of circle back with that later, but... Anyway, so that's, so you, that's your inspiration, my friend, your inspiration.
2: Well, I mean, that's, that's my goal in life is to be the one who inspires. And so I'm glad I'm able to do that for your channel and your you should. Your this should podcast. be like a warm fuzzy. Yeah. This should be good for you. This is so, fantastic, man. All right.
1: All right. So last tidbit is for you, my friend. What's going on with the backpacking podcast, YouTube channel, any upcoming guests or episodes, anything you want to share, what you got?
2: Yeah, we uh I mean I'm not sure this when this episode is is released. Uh we'll have already had our next week's guest on, so it'll be the week after that. And I believe we're having David Gray on. I don't know if you know who David Gray is.
1: Wait, I should. That sounds very familiar.
2: He's an OG uh backpacking YouTuber, been around for years. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. Okay. He takes some epic photography. And so we're gonna be talking a little bit about his trips. We're gonna talk a little bit about his photography. Um great guy great guy mm-hmm. and uh, we've had him on before we're gonna have him on soon uh, as far as my youtube channel goes we're just gonna pray that someday i do another video right um i was hoping i had all these high hopes to like have a video out every week starting again in january and um carl i failed <laughs> so <laughs> i just <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing else. I failed. Okay,
1: And I've got all these That's ideas. Funny. I've got this like list of video ideas, like a mile long. But give us one, give us an idea that, that you want to film. Like tease us a little bit here. Well,
2: I mean, I don't want to do too much because I want to make sure that like, I actually do it. I would be bad. I feel bad if I like said, hey, I want to do this video. And then it never comes out. And then people but If are, you like,
1: say it, aren't you more likely to have it happen then? Probably not.
2: I don't know. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. So, yeah. yeah. I can give you some ideas. Like when we have guests on, I'm giving them ideas all the time. I don't think they ever, they ever do what I suggest, but I can, I can give you all sorts of ideas if you want. Well,
2: one, one thing I think I told you about this one. I would like to do one that's like backpacking gear your mom wishes you would take with you.
1: There you go. There's the one. I didn't oh. want to say it because I didn't want to give it away. But there you go. That your mom wishes you to. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because okay. everybody has a protective mom, you know. And so it's like, yeah. What gear would your mom prefer you take? And it's kind of funny the list. Yeah. So I'm not gonna go through that or anything, but. Okay. It could be fun. It could be fun. And right. then also something I'm I'm doing more of now. I, I actually do three podcasts now. So I do one podcast for the backpacking podcast. And then I'm doing two podcasts at my church. Yeah, so we, I do, we promoted one of yours on this on the show. Yeah. The the one I, I really enjoy is, is our Leesburg Daily one. And that's just a daily like devotional thought, just yeah, something it's awesome. to get your day started. Um, it's called Leesburg daily. And then I do the Leesburg talk podcast, which is myself and the senior minister from our church okay. kind of talking through a passage in the Bible and just kind of diving in and seeing what happens. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I love it. it's a lot of fun.
1: I really enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. I'll check that one out for sure. Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I, we promoted the. The Daily Devotional one already on our show, and I've listened to it a couple times. I wanted to get it more regularly, like, like when I'm dropping my kids off to school, just kind of listen to it on the car car ride over. So yeah. that's my hope. We'll see how it, that goes. But yeah, man, you're doing a lot of good stuff. Whether you get those videos out or not, you're doing a lot of good, good stuff. But you, when you mentioned the mom thing, just real quick, I don't know that my mom was like super concerned about me or she didn't express that. I didn't always tell her exactly what I was doing in like the backpacking world. right? But I did bring buddies where... Their moms were concerned about my buddies going with me. <laughs> they are <were> like, <laughs> they're not scared. They were they were just like, are you sure, like, Carl's, are you sure you want to go on the trip with Carl? You never know what's going to happen kind of thing. So there was that. Yeah, my That's mom
2: just wants me to take people with me. Like, because okay. I like to do a lot of solo backpacking. So yeah. she's
1: always getting on me for going by myself. So Okay, well, you're going to have 85 people coming with you in two months. I know. <laughs> Man, this has been awesome. Just love hanging out with you, my friend. Excited to go backpacking with you. And just so appreciate taking the time to carve out, to to hang out, and to, to help us put an episode out this week. So thank you, my friend. Yes, sir. Do it anytime. Anytime. All right, everybody. Have a great week. Derek will be back next week. God bless you.